Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Roger. My brothers and sisters, join us every Thursday as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. That's what we call Christian genuflexing. I am honored to have this guest. He's a Catholic husband, father. He is in the top 1% of Twitch streamers, has over 50,000 Twitch followers. He's also partnered up with Hallowed Meditation App and True Classic Tees. I've never worn them, but they look good. As long as it makes me look like The Rock from Fast Five. I remember just when Fast Five came out, the way that black shirt, man, he's like huge pecs popping out. Looking like he was smuggling two toddler heads under his shirt. If it looks like that, man, I could uh, definitely wear those and I could use those. Welcome to the podcast, Jonathan Bearded Blevins. My friend, thank you so much for having me. It is good to be here. I'm going to fly solo. So Dusty, hopefully he can critique me from a distance. <laughs> he could be like, you did horrible. That was the worst podcast I've ever heard. No, I don't think he would say that. Or would he? I don't know. So he would not. You're gonna do great. And by the way, those t-shirts, bro. One of the things we may get into later. Like I love, I love partnering with brands that I already know and love, uh, so that it's authentic. I've been wearing their shirts for over a year. Reached mm-hmm. out a month ago. Didn't tell them that, or they might not pay us to do it. So told them how much I like their stuff, and we're in. And so I've been wearing those t-shirts for over a year. They're incredible, and they make you look stronger than you are and skinnier than you are. So I love it. That's what I, exactly what I need. I need that <laughs> optical illusion because it is true. I remember seeing a commercial and um, there was a guy, he had like the shirt and it was kind of like a over oversized and all this stuff. And then the, the girls, I guess they're trying to hit on the girl and the girl's like, just wear this shirt. And all of a sudden, like she was attracted to him <laughs> and stuff. That is true. The cut of the shirt does matter. So I thought that was pretty cool that you uh, partnered up with them. Also, I see the drinks in the back. You was also partnered up with them. Uh, tell us a little bit about that because I love I love sparkling waters or energy Ooh. drinks and stuff like that. I'm a huge carbonated fan. It's, Big fan of carbonation. It's funny you ask because I literally just went to this awesome conference this past week and I got to hang out with the CEO of Focus Water. That's PHOS yeah. US. Uh, it's amazing. He, he's a great dude. And he had this idea like basically that energy drinks aren't super great for you regardless mm. of you. Even nowadays, right? They have yep. no sugar, no calories, but they taste great. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how they get those tasting good. And uh, But you, you can feel drowsy after. You can only really have one. If you have two, it's a lot of caffeine. So they come up with this natural um, energizing sparkling water and they've got the f- amazing flavors, 75 milligrams of caffeine that comes from uh, an ingredient found in tea. And then it has L-theanine, which is also in tea, which helps people focus a little bit. So you can have a couple, stay hydrated, nothing artificial. Think like LaCroix, but somehow mm. better, like somehow better tasting, even though the process is uh, probably the same. Some Maybe it's the flavors that are better, but it's somehow better tasting with a little bit of boost for you. I love it. Nice. I tell my wife, because she goes, look, here's this. I found this new sparkling drink. It tastes good. And I drink it. And it's like, well, it tastes good because there's sugar. It says zero sugar. I was like, okay, come on. No, no, no. Even if it tastes, that's my rule. If it tastes really good, I'm talking about you can tell. Now, it can taste good and not have sweeteners like you were saying. But if it's really good, I was like, wait a minute. If you can't tell the difference, that's kind of hard. It needs like LaCroix, like the, the kiss, the essence the essence 100%. of a strawberry. Like they just kind of like built it while eating strawberries or like put a bunch of strawberries and the smell kind of like like basque. That, that's how lightly you can do that. Big fan of carbonated water. But I'm a big fan of you. Big fan of you. Um, I first heard you um, in like the Twitch verse, right? And we're going to get into that, how you started. Right. Um, your brother Ninja who's like one of the top uh, YouTuber professional gamers. And you guys have like a trio, like it's, it's three of you guys. And I was like, wait a minute, Ninja, one of the biggest, I uh, saw him on Free Guy and uh, was at Hotel Transylvania yeah. doing the voice. And then I was like, wait, one of his brothers is actually a very respected, I just said the stats, very Twitch streamer in his own right. And he's very devout Catholic. And I was like, really? 
was like, wow. And then so I started, I was like, wait a minute, this guy is cool. So let me get a little bit into that if you kind of want to introduce that and see how you got in. Because also I heard that he kind of encouraged you. Ninja was like, yeah, you know, you should just stream and tell us that story a little bit. Yeah. So, so we, you know, we were all, we were both born in Detroit, grew up in a Catholic family, both my parents, um, my, my dad converted to Catholicism later on in life, but my mom, uh, really instilled that, that faith into us. And, um, I ended up you know, going to study theology. That was just my course. I want to be in sports broadcasting, but then, uh, some guy crushed my dreams, by the way, jokes on him. I got paid for the last two years to host every NFL game, uh, on Twitch by another awesome company. And so I, I, I if anyone's listening, like, like, like do not let people crush your dreams. I wish I wouldn't have, uh, but Hey, you know what, if you didn't do that, maybe I wouldn't have studied theology. Um, I met my wife in Wisconsin, um, where I was studying and got my first job in ministry and then did about, I did youth ministry and I was a director of evangelization, got my master's degree in that as well. Um, for about 15 years, we have three kids and about four years ago, almost five years ago. Now I always, I tell the story and I keep getting older. So almost five years ago, uh, Tyler, uh, play is it, playing with Drake, right? Everything's Fortnite's kind of blowing up. His Twitch is blowing up. Um, and I had just gotten back into playing video games. We grew up playing video games, but I'm the oldest of three. So he got to play a lot more than me. He's the youngest, right? You know how those rules change for, for the younger siblings. He got to play four hours a day when he was in eighth grade. <laughs> and I got to play with like 30 minutes when I was in eighth grade. Exactly. Uh, but we had a lot of fun and bonded a lot growing up over Pokemon and Halo and different video games. And so I kind of took a break once I got married and had a kid. And then Fortnite came out and I was like, this game looks really fun. I started playing again. One of my favorite things about playing games is just being able to hang out with some friends of mine that might live all over the country. Um, and it's easier than picking up a phone. You can just have a same objection, like an objective, but you're hanging out and catching up. And so I'm playing Fortnite one night, watching my brother because he's texting me that he's going to play with Drake. And I'm like, no way. This is going to be cool if he shows up. <laughs> I remember it happening. They like shut Twitch down. He broke Twitch. Twitch gets back Both on it. Twitch, Drake, and Ninja together. <laughs> it was crazy. And then the very next day, you know, he was on every news. It was crazy. The very next day, he was on like CNBC and like these business channels and uh, just talking about it. And it really kind of launched uh, a lot of what he'd already been putting a lot of hard work into. And so then a couple of weeks go by and I'm still playing Fortnite, whatever. And I don't really have a super huge interest in streaming. Uh, but he said, hey, man, if you're playing at night anyway, and his wife, Jess, who I'm really close with as well, was with him. Um, they were like, you should just put a camera out. Like what's, and I was like, I don't want it to look like I'm riding your coattails. And I mean, he's like, he's like, you're, you're not like you're your own person. Um, he knew that I'm not that kind of person True. anyway. So True. I, man, I came up with beard of Lovins like two days later, cause of a good friend of mine who's good at marketing. Um, and he designed all my stuff and I went live on like an Xbox. Like I didn't even have a PC <laughs> I went live on a bad Xbox played Fortnite and had like 500 viewers or more on my first stream. Wow. Um, was partnered. I think, I think other than like athletes who get partnered ahead of time i think i was the fastest person to ever be partnered on twitch wow um, which is crazy and uh i just kind of did it like at night like you know 20 hours ish a week while the wife and kids were sleeping and it was a good way of sharing um who i am as a person and of course part of that is being a catholic and answering people's questions and then also it was a nice little supplementary income while i was working at the church so my wife could stay home um, so that's kind of the the short of it um, and I was still working in ministry. And then about 10 months ago, a good friend of mine, who's now one of my business partners, um, streamed with me he never knew what Twitch was. And he goes, bro, you're really good at this. You should do this full time. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to, <laughs> but I can't, I can't take the risk. I've got a wife and kids. Yeah. And, um, he goes, well, what if we can turn it into a business and find a way to, to make this work? And I was like, I'm in and it's going really well. We're 10 months in and uh, a lot of growing still to do, but it's been an awesome adventure. Yeah, that's nice. That's really good. And you have that theology background. And uh, I'm myself am the oldest. So I understand how the dynamics and stuff like that, like oh, what he gets to do that. And, you know, <laughs> you have to play video games. And I'm a child of I'm a 80s babies, 90s kid. So I'm 35. So I grew up, you know, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, all that. When yeah. the, I remember the first PlayStation. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna make a, I might make a lot of pop culture references because that's just my life growing up. And then I remember when Halo came out too. Uh, people, it was like I wasn't that good at it, but I played Halo, all that stuff. So that's cool that you can use this, as you said, and to build and get better. And also, it's interesting because I remember also hearing, I think, in an interview with you sometime, I heard that people were asking you like you were 
playing a video game and you're playing a Fortnite and something would happen, you would lose and or not get killed easily, like kind of like me, kind of exactly like I was in Halo, and you wouldn't get angry or or they call it like raging. You wouldn't rage and somebody asks you like, why aren't you raging? And that's when you said, oh, I'm Catholic. And then you started answering. So what are some of the questions that they ask you and what are some of the, just some of the interactions that stick out in your head about the Catholicism specifically yeah. while playing? You know, you know, what's funny. I think, I think that when you're in um, any, any denomination of Christianity and you're, and you're kind of living in it, you can see all the great things happening, right? Like I'd go to conferences and I'd see 10,000, 20,000 young people like give their lives to Christ's church. And, and you, you're like, oh man, like the faith is really alive and well. And you might think you might be tempted to think like, oh, like I'll, maybe there's more than not, but really statistically, like there's a lot of people out there and maybe a lot of people on Twitch um, who really have no clue, like who Jesus is or, or, or anything about any religion. And so I was surprised at first by how many, like how basic some of the questions were and how I was surprised at how surprised so many of the of the people on Twitch were in our community that I was a 34 year old like successful guy who still believes in, in God. Mm-hmm. Like, like they were like this was a shock of like, oh, like you seem kind of cool. Why do you You're believe countercultural? Like look at you, yeah. counter a rebel. Look at and, you, and rebel. Right, and it's like, well, like uh, so that was really surprising to me, like how how basic some of the questions are. Um, but that they're not basic. They're not basic. They're some of life's biggest questions. So like, a lot of people just, you know, do you actually believe in God? Do you actually believe prayer works? And then you get a lot of the stereotypical questions for that. A lot of the world just doesn't quite understand what the church teaches. They just know what they think it teaches. So like, why do you worship Mary? And why do you pray to the saints? And, um, you know, when you have, when you have a theology in the training, those, those answers are very simple to answer in a kind of a profound way that makes people be like, oh, wow, there's really no way I can do that. Like, I just say, hey, there's no way you can love Mary more than Jesus did. So you'll be fine. Right. Yeah. Or like you could just say, hey, do you have your friends pray for you? Yeah. It's the same. Do you believe people in heaven are saints? Yeah. Well, then why not have them pray for you still when they're in heaven? Uh, same, yeah. like same kind of thing. So uh, those, yeah, they're just like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and so th- those, those questions really were the ones that were um, asked the most. Uh, and then it gets really deep. You know, people ask about the church's teaching on uh, you name any controversial subject. And sometimes we get into that, too. So that's awesome, because I reverted. I was baptized Catholic and then I fell away and I reverted about five years ago. And then I discovered uh, getting deeper into philosophy, um, theology, church history. I'm a big history buff. And when I was like, what? And I started hearing the objections and the arguments. Thomas Aquinas, a big fan mm-hmm. of Thomas Aquinas' Five Ways. I started consuming all these books, uh, listening to Catholic Answers, Bishop Barron, Word on Fire, and just uh, consuming them because at my work, I'm by myself. I work by myself. So all day I'm driving and drive a truck. And I'm listening to this Audible book, uh, Audible, uh, yeah. Audible, one of my great, like, I love it. The great courses, they have all these lectures. And I was like, you know what? I need to show people. Cause I think was, uh, Fulton Sheen was a Fulton Sheen that said, there's not one, or there's not paraphrasing. There's not a bunch of people that hate the Catholic church. They just hate what they think about the Catholic church. I butchered that quote, but it's something in that realm of that. And I was like, if you just hear the simple this, like lay out the philosophy, lay out natural law, lay out the arguments. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. That actually makes sense. Because when people ask questions, like I'm sure you got that, like, well, if God created everything, who created God? And I'm like, well, that shows that you haven't looked into the issue because you want to ask that question. And that was on fire. And again, I came from mainly the world, right, until I'm, I'm 35 and People look at me like just a regular guy. And I was like, if I could bring my pop culture, because I love geek, I love movies, I love TV, I love comic books, all this uh, video games, all this different stuff that you wouldn't typically think. And I was like, if I could marry the two, because I got in my faith and nothing's wrong with it at all. But I remember I'll talk to like when I was barely getting into community, you know, and I was trying to talk to people. And again, nothing wrong with it, but they're maybe like really, really, really super pious where it's. You couldn't really talk to them. And I was like, oh, man, I, maybe I'm not Catholic enough, but then I'm too Catholic for the world. But I affirm all the teaching. I'm, I'm Orthodox Catholic, not not the right Orthodox, but yeah, like sure. just whatever the church teaches. That's me. I'm like, OK, cool. Yeah, dude, they allow man. this. And it's pretty simple. It's like the church allows a lot of diversity and where there's I, like atonement theology. As long as you stay in the boundaries, there's different stuff. So that's cool. 
Big Bang Theory versus um, um, creation. Usually, even though the church does lean heavily, like, well, you know, we're big on science. That's another thing. Uh, I used to do edge program teaching kids, and one of them was like, so uh, Catholics, like, we believe in just God, right? And, like, uh, the other people just, they're like science, right? And I'm like, what? No. And But the bell rang, and I was like, no. Or, or it was the parents <laughs> came. I was like, no, come back. But so I love what you're doing to marry it, and I'm big on new media. Like, I've always been saying this. Like, we have to also convert the culture. Like, we can't, yeah. yes, of course, apologetics, uh, Sunday school, all of that's great. But we have to get in the culture without being transformed by it. So I kind of want to talk about that, like new media. Like, what are the benefits and the cons of new media? Because I do see a little bit of, of cons. For example, maybe priest or the lady trying to do something crazy with technology. Like, I don't know, maybe a priest is like, ah, oh, I got a way to, let's make the mass more fun. So I'll put like a GoPro on my head. And <laughs> while I'm doing the mass, you know what I mean? I don't know, they, they could see and everything. And when I'm with the chalice and when I'm going around. So there is some like bad sides and then only like, strictly streaming masses only and they're like ah don't even worry about coming to mass there are downsides but there are i believe a lot of benefits so can you kind of touch on what do you think the pros and cons of this new media revolution i could say see coming in the church yeah i mean there's a re we 10 months ago it's not it's not the beard of blevins company i'm the ceo but we started little far media and that was and that is a new media company to try to bring light into this dark world that can often be online and that was really on purpose. Uh, the we're partnered with uh, University of St. Thomas in Houston. They're nice. amazing. I'm telling you, they are like the the most innovative universe Catholic university that I've seen on this digital evangelization wave. They are willing to partner, uh, and, and they have ideas. They're incredible. And I'm going to steal something from their their president, who is a good friend of mine, Dr. Ludwig. He gives this talk, and I'll summarize very shortly, where he just talks about how the Romans um, they built when they built those roads. Right. There was a lot of people that died because of that. There was a lot of suffering that the Romans inflicted on people as they built those Roman roads. And then it was Jesus and uh, thinking of Paul specifically and of the apostles who then used those roads that were kind of used for that were kind of made for evil and for bad things to then evangelize the world. Amen. Um, and evangelize Rome. And that's, I, I love, he compares that then to the digital roadways that we have now, right? That there's a lot of really evil, evil companies um, and a lot of evil happening online. And so I think, I just think that the, when the, the Romans used, built those roads and, and used them for evil, and then the, the apostles and St. Paul used them for good, we can do the same thing online. Right? There's a lot of, uh, of those roadways online where a lot of evil is happening and a lot of companies are using them for evil, but we can use them for good. Uh, and so I just think that's really important. And, and then some of the, you know, the pros are that you know, we got to be in some of these spaces to reach the people that are in these spaces. Um, some of my favorite saints did crazy things. Uh, I mean, there was a, there was a saint, I'm forgetting his name right now, who would buy prostitutes and take them back to his house and convert them and pray with them. Uh, he didn't do anything inappropriate with them at all. Uh, I'm not saying that we should be doing that. I'm like, <laughs> but like that, honey, honey, a Craigslist. That's why. <laughs> that's like thinking outside the box. Like we we yeah, can yeah. go to these spaces where there's a lot of you know there's hot tub streams on Twitch. There's all kind of weird stuff you could do, and we could be present on there and and be you know be that voice uh, that I think the church needs and that people need. So uh, and then the risks, of course, too. Like there's so many kids spending so much time online. Um, it's not, but it's not going away it's getting more right they've got like virtual schools coming out now so it's like okay um how can we make sure that people have a healthy balance of the internet um, and that's why we don't stream 80 hours a week you know we're streaming like if you want to make it on twitch right now you're putting content out like 60 to 80 hours a week where we never go more than 40 and even that's a lot um and so anyway there's lots lots to unpack there but i definitely think that the good outweigh the bad for new media using almost like the you know god uses our crooked line something like that like hey yeah we need to be in that space let me give you a scenario so it's late at night uh you had a few uh drinks of bourbon you're tired do you ever get on twitch and just start slipping and talking about church politics and stuff like that because that would be a fear of because i i um struggle with that too because i do realize when i make a mistake i'm always apologizing i'm always saying Forgive me, I go to confession. I try to go as often as I can. And like, Lord, help me. I said this uncharitable thing. Sometimes my sense of humor, I have a dark sense of humor, humor, sarcastic sometimes. And 
And I, I'm fully aware of it. Like I fully apologize publicly if I say something. And so it's hard for me because I'm like, you know what? It's so unfair. Uh, just recently, I'd went to a town, a city hall meeting council uh, about the uh, abortions. They're trying to decriminalize them or make them low priority. And I spoke there. And it was funny thing, quick story about that is I'd never done that. Go to the city council with the mayor and all the council members. And I was there and I sat in the back. And every time the speakers went up, oh, you just heard the most horrible things being shouted out. Every time somebody mentioned God or Jesus, the church, they booed. Even one time a guy went up and he just said he started with the Our Father and the whole play, it's like 60-40, kind of pro-choice, pro-life. And about the whole, there's erupting, just boo. The, our father, I was like, wow. And I didn't say nothing. I kept it pretty cool practicing my speech. Uh, but then I let it sneak in. I was like, I'm doing good. I'm not getting angry. But then it just, I broke down. And I was like, you know what? Forget this. And I just started going in, freestyling, and kind of making fun of Because they were doing that snapping fingers thing. Um like, uh, I guess if they say something they like, they're all like young college age, like uh, uh, college age. And, you know, I was like, you could tell the way they dress, like what they're going to say. And so I kind of laid into them. And then afterwards, I was like, it felt good. But then I was like, <laughs> it felt good at the time. But I was like, that probably wasn't smart of me. Like, I, I, I fought fire with fire and it did kind of shut them down a little bit. Like, they didn't know how to react. Because usually those people that were peaceful, they would boo, oh, well, heckle them. The people that got up there like seriously angry, they booed and heckled them. But me, I was kind of like almost like contemptly, sarcastically mocking them. And it kind of – they didn't know how to respond. And then I was I was heckling them like, oh, well, you're going to say nothing now. And That's a yeah. real temptation because it's almost not fair. You're like, well, why do they get to say this? And, you know, our culture, the way it is, why? but I don't want to be like – um, there are certain Catholic medias that are mainly just all negative. And that's why I was like, you know what? I want faith, reason, and geekdom. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk, we just talked about Comic Con. And then Dusty, you know, get in his head about like the make, movie making process and the actors he interacted with, all that stuff. I want to talk about uh, geeky stuff, fandom, football, basketball. We talk about basketball. He worked in the NBA for a little bit. And I love football. I'm a Cowboys fan and all that. So sorry. Yeah. I know that's why we're like, oh, this interview is over. But I'm a Cowboys fan. I know a lot of rivalries too because of Thanksgiving. I kind of yeah. miss, you know, they, they switch it up a little bit. But um, we talk about stuff like that. And I don't, but also about faith and reason. And that by definition, we're going to get into controversies. Like we talked about uh, the pro-abortion. I mean, the, the Roe versus Wade overturning, or you, maybe you said something and you're like, man, I kind of shouldn't have said that. How do you deal with that? Is it, you know, I, I've normally, normally I say what I mean to say, um, you know, even if I have some bourbons, uh, I will normally, <laughs> I might be quicker to be a little spicy, um, but, but Season like with salt, nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, but the there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. Like I, like I, I don't, I'm very, I would say 95% of the time I'm very charitable to anyone who comes in with, with whatever they say. Yeah. If somebody comes in though, and they are, they are purposely trying to say something to be wildly yeah. hurtful to the yeah. community or to me or whatever, I have no problem making a little joke about it. And, and, uh, and then afterwards I'll almost always be like, listen, you can choose to be a troll or you can choose to be a good person mm. and work, work mercy in there. Um, yeah. but man, they're like, I'm trying, there was, there was one time in <laughs> specifically it was during the the roe v wade uh we were actually we went live at nine must have been 9 a.m and that i think that uh that got announced at like 905 on that day wow. um and so we're live where my phone's blown up our stream numbers go up and here come like all these people celebrating right who are who, who love what we're doing and then there's half the chat who's like wait what uh this is bad news and we had like a four-hour conversation we didn't play one game we had a four-hour conversation and there was one guy who came in uh, basically was, was, he said something like, uh, how dare you be pro-life when you have all these priests raping kids? And I, I literally, just, I, I, I snapped at him. I was just like, dude, that like, that is the most ignorant thing I've ever heard. If you think that you care at all, as much as I do about any of the scandals in the church, you are wildly wrong. This like, and I went off I, and, and I would say it was, it can be, it was done in a loving way. And then I said, you can apologize and we won't ban you, but one more like outburst like that. And you're just going to have to be banned because you have to come at it with facts. Like you look at tackling 10 professions with people that, uh, you know, do worse things to kids than priests. 
it, does that make it okay? No. Does, do I think it needs to be ruled out completely? Of, of course. But you can't come at it insulting. That's my home territory. I get to make fun of that. <laughs> Not you. Uh, you know? <laughs> and uh, and then he said it again, so we banned him. And did I regret it? I don't regret it. I think he, he might have met someone for the first time in his life who was passionate about what they believe in in the church. Um, so I don't know, man. I don't really believe in cancel culture. I, I figure someday someone's going to make a video of me saying something. And I'm going to tell you, there's probably a big chance I won't be apologizing. I remember uh, Matt Fred, Pints and Aquinas, he always talked about that. He's like, if Twitter bans me, you know, God, you know, if, if it crumbles, it crumbles. And and that is a real fear. I know people have been, even on Patreon, uh, been banned, you know, the Jordan Petersons. That's a real struggle. And to balance it is, yeah, like I never want to silence the voice of truth you know, the beauty and the good. Like sometimes if I'm not charitable enough, I'd be a little bit more spicier, but I think <laughs> what you did. Yeah. I think that's the way to go is like, you can't, cause I think people think that you're supposed to roll over, you know? Cause when I talked about like these people are doing this and that somebody had mentioned to me, that's not very Christian. Like for whatever reason, I was like, why do they always, but I kind of don't ignore them and respond quickly. Um, but I know them somewhat. And it's like, first of all, you're going to say something like that. Like, at least you have to, like, read the Bible and attend Mass regularly and know the, at least a little bit of theology. You can't be like, oh, I don't read. No, I never read the Bible. Do you go to church? No, not really. Uh, my God is whatever. You know, my God would, you know, it's like, and then they're going to try to shame you. Like, well, that's you're not being a Christian. But it's a balance of truth and also being careful not to go over extreme, you know, and that is true. And I think what you're doing, you seem very balanced. Cause I remember I saw on a Twitter post that you had put about the Roe versus Wade. And so, yeah, you're going to get a lot of that hate. You're going to get a lot of that besides the Fortnite playing Fortnite. You you're starting to do some other things, right? Like there's some football that you're trying to get into. There's a little bit of other, like more of a well, part in the intercession and around the halo. If you want to kind of talk about that, because I was like, uh, faith reason and geek done it's not it's not like that but i always like my idea before was like what if we had sports center sports center but based on um pop culture and catholicism and it's like i love because i love sports center you know like topics yeah. so we'll do this thing called litany of topics and that's kind of my little version of that and let us talk about you know football news basketball or uh movie what anything's like that so uh, what are some things that you love getting into as far as like the on the um, different modes you're doing the football into the other stuff? Yeah. So with I mean, football, I'm just diehard football guy. So I did a thing with a company called Super Squares it was a free game show. Yeah. I hosted everything on their channel this year. I might be doing some stuff on Thursday nights, hopefully with with Twitch, being able to actually watch the game on our channel. Awesome. Um, and host it and talk and, and be able to do that. Um, and then I, I, we do barbecue streams that we're going to start doing more. We have one that we're going to do tomorrow. Um, well, we just had this really nice, cool setup that uh, one of my business partners is good at setting that all up. So that's going to be fun. We'll make some ribs and have some beers and kind of chill. Uh, the around the halo part of the intercession are based off of around the horn and pardon uh, the interruption. And so um, the pop culture where we, we and we talk about the same kind of concept and that's going really well. We, we see those as a, like what we're doing on Twitch is very pre evangelization, but we see those shows as like, if you want to go a little deeper into like, this is for sure going to have some fun stuff in it, but some serious topics, then join us for this. Um, and so that's going really well. Uh, and then we're doing, we're doing pot. We're going to start podcasting pretty soon. We've got some really good ideas for what that's going to look like. Uh, so really just trying to be present in that new media space and be a door that, that people can walk through to hopefully start to understand who they are and whose they are. Oh, I like that. Who you are and whose you are. Yeah. And, you know, our Lord Jesus Christ doesn't need us, so he's not going to use us. And that's one thing people can use people, but God doesn't need us. He doesn't, he has no need for us. And that means we can give our hearts to him fully and we won't have to be worried about, is God going to use me? That's so powerful. And, and yeah, because we all belong we all belong together and humanity is Jesus Christ and what Augustine, our hearts are restless until they rest in thee and bringing it to the people that might be searching for something, whether they're uh, playing games, whether they're looking at um, content from all different type football, whatever. And there's something that's not satisfying them. They're like, I like this, but there's, I'm looking for something. And it's like, that's God. And I remember one thing that helped me try to like 
do this podcasting and all this stuff. And I dip my hands in a bunch of other things too. Like where I'm talking with a bunch of other guys, like networking and like, yeah, yeah. Writing scripts and thinking about doing little movies and independence and all these different shows and all this. I was like, let's do this. Cause we need to um, fill the void that a lot of, unfortunately, some of our leaders are not doing, you know, I, I've heard some unfortunate things happen. People close. I'm like, man, the church can't take these losses. And there is a loss. People like you and some of the other people I've met, some great people. Um, I just had Pat Flynn on, and we're talking about all this stuff, and we're just like, man, talking about all these different things and everything. And Dusty, we're talking about him, and I'm like trying to like, um, I'm more like he loves that stuff, but uh, I think in one of the episodes he was like, well, I mainly make the entertainment and stuff like that. And so he kind of knows how the sausage is made. So I was like, oh man, I'm like so excited about it. And he's excited. And he's like, yeah, but he's like, it's a lot of work. It is. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of stuff. And you know, more than anyone doing all these different programs you're doing. We don't have a lot of people talking about sports that are like Catholics and like going to spread the message. And so like with Dusty, with his uh, NBA uh, credentials and all that, uh, like we'll talk about that. And not all the time it has like, religion will be in it but we try to find a way to you know if we can and if not we just talk about the game and have fun the concept i know you talked bearded uh bearded like your friend came up with that and me as you can see i am part of the bearded impaired community so it's like i don't really have that so it's just awesome which i think i think your beard's like awesome people like me I, it's more like i my lived truth is that i identify with facial hair of having it so i'm in the spirit of that even though i don't fully have it it's it's in the spirit so i love that you say that we call it we call it in the stream because we have we have like guys who can't grow full beards and then ladies <laughs> in the stream who are like oh can we be part of it it's like yeah it's all about the bearded mentality so it sounds like you have <laughs> the you bearded go. mentality so you're good there. to go I like that. That's better. Be the bearded mentality. Yeah. That's a new thing for all my beardedly impaired people in the community <laughs> out there. You've been working with Word on Fire. You've uh, been on many of the Catholic, um, what we'd say, new media people around. Uh, I've seen you on a bunch of different, uh, I think you were on different podcasts and different people. How is it finding other pe like-minded people that kind of have similar visions to you in that new evangelization, new media? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, this is, it's funny. It's such a, I feel like that's a great question. And my answer is so layered. Like we, uh, I would not have been able to start this company uh, four years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago um, because it, it, I just wasn't ready. I, I wasn't, um, I probably would have got way caught up in like caring about followers and that kind of stuff. Mm. I wasn't as rooted or grounded in my faith. Um, I, I learned a lot working for 15 years in the church of what to do, what not to do, uh, hone skills that I really wasn't good at, thanks to a lot of good leaders that I had, and then was able to learn how to lead as a director of evangelization for six years at two different parishes with teams of like 10 and 12. Um, and if, if I didn't do all those things and make all those connections that I made while speaking at events or whatever, um, I none of those um, new media Catholic companies would have known me or even reached out. Uh, so it's funny because a lot of the things we've been doing together in collaboration is all from me knowing them and these people before we launched the company, um, you know, and rather than us launching the company and then people wanting to talk about it. So that was just all really interesting. And I'm just really glad that it all happened on God's time. Um, but it's been great to, to work with. I don't see them as competition. Maybe that's dumb. I'm a very competitive person, uh, but I just see us all as building up the kingdom. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. I think everyone kind of has their own little niche of what they're going for and I always tell people like we need we need more people on we need more Catholics on Twitch. Bottom line, like I'm the only one I know of that's full time. There's I can give you 15 that are awesome part timers um, who might go a week without streaming. But we need we need like the next Bishop Barron on Twitch. We need the next Father Mike yeah. Smith on Twitch. Wow. We need the next yeah. we need the next Jeff Cavins on Twitch. Like Scott Hahn. <laughs> Not that they should all do it, but we need the next group of people. Like I don't I don't feel like right now my calling is to do Bible studies on Twitch. Um, maybe someday it is, maybe someday we move in that direction. But right now, uh, I just see it on pre-evangelization and focusing on that community and trying to give people that might not have hope, some hope. Um, so it might evolve into that later, but we need more people. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That would, I would, could imagine like Bishop Barron doing, cause he came from the YouTube and all that, but like Bishop yeah. Barron on Twitch or Jeff Cavins on Twitch or, uh, well, look at, look at Scott YouTube. Hahn. 
Great. Look at Bishop Barron, right? Basically, as far as I know, first big Catholic on YouTube. Look how, yeah. And now, now if you're a Catholic ministry, like involved in any type of new anything, new evangelization, new media, and you're not on YouTube, you're failing. Yeah. Um, so, but at the time he was like the first mover. Um, and so I think in 15, 20 years, you're going to see a lot more uh, live streaming stuff on Twitch and other platforms that might come out, um, which is exciting. Also, what attracted me on your Twitter, it's, you're always put posting stuff that is like the the holy trinity of the good life. I say it's like food, beer, and cigars. And I kind of now want to kind of talk about that because I love like I visually love food, you know. Yeah. And I have to literally fight myself so it won't turn into a sin. But I'm like, oh my, God. it's almost like I'm checking out a woman. I mean, you know, if I was dating, almost check. Uh, uh, respectfully checking out a woman you know like yeah. oh man that looks so good like i'm just looking at the food so when you put pictures up i love also um the experience of going to a restaurant and eating like it's weird like some people don't care but i'm like no no no. if it looks good like i also want it to look good i want the restaurant experience i want it to be plated good i'm big yeah. on food i cook so when i see your food and i'm like man that looks so delicious it's like and then the the beers me i'm i like uh, I would say I like all types of beer, but recently, when I say recently, I mean a few years, like several years, um, I've gone away from light beer. Like, I don't really drink light beer a lot. Now, I don't still drink it, but I kind of like, if I'm going to buy beer, it's not going to be Bud Light, Miller Light, or whatever. It's not going to be anything like that. Like, I, I like ales. So, like, amber ales or nice crisp ales. And it, I guess I have yeah. to like be in the mood for IPAs. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your favorite uh, alcohol beverages beverages that you have that you like so, to do? So I, I'm really big into bourbon right now. Uh, mm. I, I love bourbon. It's uh, less calories. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, I love like the history. I've been watching a lot of bourbon documentaries and I love that you're kind of drinking hit like American history uh, when you drink it. Uh, and so I, I love that a lot. Um, I've been getting into uh i like bourbon barrel aged stouts a lot stouts. uh yeah like love stouts the heavier beers don't have an effect on my stomach i used to love ipas but now if i have one i have a stomach ache um, uh, i have no idea why uh i appreciate all i appreciate good beer though quite a bit love bourbon love a good tequila love good cocktails you know margaritas and uh boulevardiers and manhattans those are all all delicious to me um, but really it's, it, it's about what happens when you have some with some friends, right? It's, it, yeah. it's, uh, um, it just leads to some great fun and hilarity and conversation, uh, when done appropriately, uh, and can pair well with food, which we were just talking about how much I love yeah. food. So yeah, but that, I'm into that. And then, you know what, I'm really, I'm into wine quite a bit too. Although I, I have a hard time spending like 20 bucks on a bottle of yeah. wine. If I can spend 25 on a bottle of bourbon, that'll last much longer. Um, but I love, I think wine's delicious as well and great with food. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm in Texas, so there's like a bunch of wineries around Fredericksburg, Bernie, whatever. So we'll go over there. And there's one called Fiesta Wines. So I'll get different wine. And I was really into wine like a lot for a few months. And I still like wine, but then I was like, okay, and I backed off. But I was like literally like, I want to be a wine sore. Like I was into, I was like, <laughs> I want to be a wine sore. And then now I fell back into just liking wine and like, but different types of beer. Like I like the Alaskan Amber Ale. I like that yeah. one. That's good. Um, it's weird because I remember I was drinking a few uh, dark beers like that. And then I went to like, I ran out. So then I went to like Bud Light. Uh, and it was like, it tastes so weird. The difference going, I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to drink no more. So just stop. So I just stopped. But there's yeah. a, a local one, uh, Alamo Beer Company. I like their golden ale. It's like a refreshing, light multi. It's like crisp. Uh, the amber ale is more like hoppier, like a toastier. Uh, but bourbon, whiskey, scotch. Yeah. You know what I want to get into? Scotch. I think yeah. just because of the 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 like when you say I have a scotch, so <laughs> I think back at the younger years and I'm like, man, why did I just in my younger days just drink just a lot but light beer when I can drink like responsibly nice some nice full bolded beers and to me as I mature, oh man, because I'm getting older, 35, maybe that's more like that's what I like better, so. The food pairing is good. What are some of your, like, what's a one dish that you would pair uh, with a bourbon um, and a dish? Oh, man, dude, I, I love, I love barbecue with bourbon. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if that's like a normal thing, if that's like something people do, but a nice brisket 
mm. with maybe like a maybe a smoked macaroni and cheese and and a, a bourbon with an uh, like a hot bourbon with not very sweet um, at the end of that. I think it just goes really well. You hear you hear a lot of people have with bourbon barbecue sauces um, that yeah, are out there. Definitely. So uh, that's that's like any kind of barbecue. Give me a nice bourbon with it, and it's delicious. Oh man, that sounds so good because Texas, you know, we're big on brisket. Yeah. And so I love to barbecue. I love now I'm not the best barbecuer and stuff like that, but like I love to barbecue, you know, barbecue chicken, smoking pork ribs, making a brisket, fajitas nearly every weekend, like almost every weekend. I'm like, man, is this healthy? Because I remember hearing something about like the charcoal, the the smoke. And I was like, man, I might I might develop something because we barbecue a lot, especially in Texas. Man, yeah. it's just oh, I love it. Uh, I have nothing against propane tanks or nothing like that, but I prefer like fire, like you know, like the wood oh, yeah. and this the charcoal and stuff like that. I know they have the new like the pellet. Uh, what is it called? The pellet grills. Yeah, the, the, yeah I've got the wood fire pellet grills. Yeah, how are those? Because I was thinking coat. about. I was thinking about. I was like, should I get that one? I was like, but then like. Then you get into the debate, right? There's a lot of barbecue debates. You're like, oh, it's cheating. Oh, it's not cheating. So like, yeah. what I mean, is dude, your thoughts on that? If you're not going to enter competitions, it's like, I just don't have time to do, exactly. then get the wood fire pellet. If you <laughs> want it to taste better and be easier, do it. It's it's awesome. You can you do all the prep you need to, which is the fun part, I think, of barbecue. is just putting that the right rub on, finding what you like, um, you know, and then you put it in. And you just set the temp and it will not spike. It will not go low. It just stays where you want it the whole time. And it ends up, I, everything I make now is the best I've ever made. Because uh, wow. I found the hot spots. I know like where to put yeah. it exactly. And it's delicious. So I, I don't have time to enter barbecue competitions right now. So I'm just going to keep using the cheat code. And I remember I had this dumb idea. Like I was like, I don't think my friend was like, well, that's kind of well, that's kind of weird. But I was like. Cause we used to hang out and we would, uh, you know, drink some good beers or some whiskeys or bourbons and then barbecue. And I was like, Hey, you know what? What if we just recorded like a three, four hour podcast and we just let it like run. We just literally, you can't see us. And then we're just, cause I want it to feel like if you're hanging out with us, yeah. like that's how I want it to feel. Like, I was like, you know what? Me and my friends, when we get together, we talk and we're talking about different all types of stuff and conversations and we're just hanging out and drinking and barbecuing. And I was like, you know what? What if people got like a fly on the wall if they were here? Like, and let's just let it run. But then I was like the logistics. And then you said that earlier when you brought it up and I kind of want to swing back around when you talked about you're going to you're going to start something that's your bar. What is it? Barbecuing? You're barbecuing and doing a streaming. Tell us more about yeah, that. So we did we did one a couple of weeks ago. We smoked a brisket. Took 12 hours. It was so fun. We were live the whole time. Not mm. a lot to do while the brisket's on the smoker. So we had a camera on that. We had a microphone over there for me. And then it was me and a couple of buddies sitting around a table. A beautiful summer day. Drinking some beers and hanging out with the chat the whole day. Uh, wow. Very end At the very end, brisket was ready. We sliced in. Showed everybody how it looked everyone was drooling uh and then we tried it and then reviewed it and ended stream so we're doing the same thing tomorrow we're probably i'm doing ribs um ribs are a little short nice. about six, six hours yeah. so um i'll start the stream at noon we'll be done by six we'll take a bite and end the stream and uh we just hang out and talk and uh it's a lot of fun see that's better because you can see you can actually see the cook I mean the the process of the cooking, and then you get to see the product. And my friends are like, they're not gonna, they're just gonna hear us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what? It, it's like, but that's there. You go. You got the right idea. Like you know, I'm from Texas, so the barbecue it's different and a little bit in different areas have their style. What's like some of your just like one or two to go barbecues that you do? Your meats and your cuts and how you smoke them or cook them, and what yeah. is your to go to? So my, my, my two favorites are brisket and a, a tri-tip, a, a tri-tip mm. sirloin. The brisket, I loved, I love the, the Texas way of just basic salt and pepper. Yeah. It's delicious. You get a nice bark. So I do that. I also do not mind throwing a binder on that brisket and using your favorite beef rub. Um, I like, uh, I like killer hogs, uh, hot Charlie's and, um, uh, there's one called, uh, the green mountain grill, basic brisket rub is delicious. So I love both. And then for the tri-tip, man, that one there, I like to do like a coffee rub, uh, on oh. that. And you just, so you got to let it get room temp. Um, those are about four or five pounds. 
uh, it's they they smoke in about an hour, maybe two maximum if you want medium rare, right? It's not there's not a lot of fat on there. Normally, you want to smoke fatty meats, but the yeah. smoke gets in this tri tip, and you you let it get to room temp, you season it up a little bit, throw it on the on the smoker, and it comes out. I'm telling you, dollar for dollar, it is the best meat you can buy right now, and it's the best meat you can smoke. Dollar for dollar, it's you'll pay like thirty bucks for you know five or six pounds, maybe thirty five bucks, and you, people are gonna think they're eating fillet. It's unreal. <laughs> That's awesome. I at one time, I was voted like within the family. At one time, I still again I'm still holding on to that because I'm talking about it. But I was voted as not official thing, but among the family kind of got together and talked. Uh, voted uh, voted best chicken. With like a good Ooh. lemony, buttery, herby uh, barbecue chicken, and I make it nice and crispy. And so I got voted that. Uh, I do also. I'll do like Easter, special holidays, Fourth of July. I'll smoke some pork ribs, some St. Louis ribs, and I'll put like a night like the Williams Company. They have the Williams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that. And I put in smoke it and all that, and then baste it. You know, uh, wipe um, some. Um, apple cider vinegar, some apple juice, mix it around, kind of baste it as I'm smoking it, get some good apple woods, all these different flavors in there. And those are the two kind of, and then the brisket too. Um, I just recently started doing it. I did a really good brisket. Was it, was the last holiday, not the last holiday, but the one before, before. So within the year, I'm planning on doing another one, but I love doing that. And also, so you have your bourbon, right? Or Alaskan or beer or whatever you're going to have. You got the barbecue. Now the third one, cigars. Yeah. I'm not a like I'm not an expert on cigars or anything like that. I'm not there yet. I got my little kit. I got a humidor, so I got my humidor set it up. So I'm not an expert, but I like the 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 Permador cigarette cigars and then the Ave Maria ones. I don't yeah. know if you ever had those. Yeah, from uh, I think they have from Nicaragua and. Yeah. Those are good. What are some of your cigars, and how did you get in? How did you get into the smoking cigars, and why do you why why do we like smoking cigars? Yeah, so I I like you. I like those. I like those uh, the ones that you listed a lot. The Ivan Maria ones are good. Uh, I go. I love Cohibas when I can get those, and then my go to is kind of I like Arturo Fuente quite a bit, and those are yeah. pretty common. You can find those uh, almost anywhere. But uh, I started probably I probably smoke. I'd say if you average it out all year round, I probably smoke like a cigar a month. Um, so yeah, nothing about- crazy, a little more in the summertime, maybe a little less in the wintertime, uh, just cause I live in Illinois. So it's ridiculously cold out here in uh, the winter. And yeah. as much as that's fun, uh, when it's negative 10 degrees, I'm not quite outside at all. <laughs> uh, but, uh, really it was a priest friend of mine who invited me, you know, 10 plus years ago, he was my boss, uh, taught me how to smoke the cigar kind of, and, and he, he taught me in the right way. You know, he's like, Hey, it's for, it's for socializing. It relaxes you a little bit. It's good to just get with a couple of dudes and and have one and have a good conversation um and he goes you smoke what you want if you if you're done after half of it then the cigar served its purpose you're done after half uh that doesn't usually happen to me but i but i have the same attitude of like you know a lot someone will want to try to smoke a cigar with me i'm like hey no pressure man like have what you want when you're done you're done oh this is like a 30 dollars cigar though it's like dude it's okay it's then it was worth <laughs> yeah. a 30 if it's for the experience um so I like them a lot. I go, it pairs really, really nicely with bourbon and scotch, uh, which yeah. I enjoy as well. And there's just, it's really honestly hard to explain. There's something about being with a couple of your buddies and having a yes. bourbon and having a cigar. There's just something yes. about it. We've been doing it for hundreds of years. Uh, yeah. And and so I like it. And, and it's good to be responsible with it, right? I think it would be very dangerous. My grandfather passed away from lung cancer when I was six. Wow. He smoked a pack a day from the time he was 10 years old in the South, living in the South until until the day i was born quit cold turkey the day i was born Um, it was just a little too late so i i almost feel like if i did it more often than once a month it would be disrespectful to him um but no in in moderation barbecuing once a week or twice a week you're not you'll be fine a cigar a month i'm not endorsing it for anyone else but for me i feel like it's a responsible way to enjoy something that's nice and again with cigars you're not necessarily inhaling it into your lungs some of it will naturally get in there but it's much different than cigarettes, in my opinion, if you're not inhaling yeah. it in the lungs. Definitely. That's that's about, yeah, me, like once a month or every other month, that's about about that. And, yeah, it's something about it. It's like when you have some whiskey or bourbon and you have a glass in your hand and a cigar in the other and you're with your buddies. Like it's just we're talking about movies or theology. We'll get into conversations about like the hypostatic union. We're like, OK, we'll get all the nerdy and geek out and we'll just like smoke us just something about holding that cigar 
um, I think I've heard it as in the reason we like barbecuing men in general. It's because you get a bunch. I've heard. I forgot where I heard this, but like you get a bunch of guys around and sit them at the table and just to talk. Like okay, you know that that that's fine. But we need to be doing something. We need to be like actively do. So when you barbecue, you're standing around when you're drinking, of course, responsibly, everything of moderation, obviously. But when you're drinking, you're doing something. You're accomplishing something. When you're smoking a cigar, you're doing something where um, matter matters, right? We're material creatures. You see it in the Old Testament uh, with the bronze snake, uh, Moses's hands, his length when they're, they're losing and then they win. Um, the sacraments you have it like we're we need to see it touch it feel it like so there's something about that cigar the smell the taste the hold the bourbon your friends and it's just unexplainable it's hard to explain and i love that and i never used to like that when i was younger but now i'll sit there barbecue um chicken or steak i'll throw a steak on there i got my laptop i'm working on stuff and i just have a bourbon cigar and it's just so wonderful man it's just so great so i'm so glad that um we, we can enjoy stuff like this. And so I have somebody that uh, exactly is uh, knows the feeling and it's undescribable. Yeah, we share the passion, my friend. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So where can people find you? Uh, where can people interact with you? And what's up for the future uh, before we wrap up? Yeah, thank you. The two biggest ways are beardedblevins.com. Uh, that's B-L-E-V-I-N-S. And it's got all our links there, a newsletter, uh, things like that, links to the stream. And then twitch.tv forward slash beardedblevins, where I'm live about 35 to 40 hours a week. Uh, just come in, say hi, say you showed up from the podcast, and and you'll see how welcoming everyone is in the community and in the chat. And it's it's a lot of fun. And what's in the future? Man, who knows? But it's it got us so many cool things happening with the company right now. We have a lot of open doors that we're getting close to closing that we can be excited about, but I'll just tease it with this. Hopefully some fun things with the NFL, maybe something crazy with Netflix and maybe something with a new, a brand new streaming platform. Awesome. Wow. That sounds awesome. Uh, Jonathan, man, thank you so much. Uh, me and Dusty, we, uh, I know he's going to hate, he's going to be like, Oh, I wish I was there. <laughs> no, he'll be cool. He's going to enjoy this talk, but, oh man, thank you so much for coming on the show again, everybody. Faith, Reason, Geekdom podcast. If you can subscribe, share on Apple, share it around with your friends to fan out and a fandom of of barbecuing and, and smoking meats and drinking bourbon and different beards and all this stuff and then talking about the new media, new evangelization. So once again, thank you so much for coming. I do appreciate this. This has been Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I am Roger. God bless. Godspeed.